Welcome to the Forking Healthy podcast, a place where two sisters have cheeky chats about everything natural health and wellness. I'm your host, Jenny Soder. I am also your host, Cheryl Barecki. Together, we hope to inspire, entertain, and motivate you with our knowledge and decades of experience in the natural health and fitness industry. So if you're ready, let's get Forking Healthy. I bet you've heard a lot of conflicting information about eating plant-based diet, being vegan, carnivore diets. I'm sure you've heard them all. Today on episode 19 of the Forking Healthy podcast, Cheryl and I are talking all about plant-based eating and the benefits of eating more plants, but also the challenges of 100% plant-based eating. We give you a few tips on how to get more plants into your diet and have a few giggles along the way. So if you're ready, let's get busy. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, sister. (laughs) That was a different beginning. It is. We're shaking things up. We're always shaking things up. Today we're talking about plants. Yes. And not like the plants you take care of. But the plants plants you smoke, not those either. Not the plants you smoke, (laughs) but the plants you eat. Yeah, and I I have disappointed. Right. (laughs) I always wait until you diss mom. One day, (laughs) one day she is going to listen to this and realize that (laughs) for all these years. I am the favorite, not you. <laughs> Never. It's going to take a way more than 19 episodes for okay. that to happen. Well, I'm here <laughs> for it anyways. All right. I'm okay. ready for your fast fork and five. Okay. I, these are good ones. Ooh, I'm excited. Do you prefer eating more plants or more animals? Oh, plants all the way. What is your favorite plant-based meal? Oh, this is hard. I would have to say uh, right now, a pumpkin lentil curry. Oh my God. Seriously, get over that. That was last year too. I'm pretty I, I know sure. it's a different one. Okay. It's different. I'm always making a new curry and it's so good. You're like Karen, Karen with her like <laughs> butternut, butternut squash. squash. I'm like, put down the butternut squash, Karen. We still joke about that, her and I. Who is your favorite plant-based recipe blogger or author? Oh, that's so hard. But I would say I, I get most, the, the majority of my plant-based recipes from like minimalist baker. Me too. Did I introduce you to her? Probably. Yeah, yeah. she she is awesome. Still, like years later, I still, yeah. she's my go-to recipe girl. Yeah. What stops you from being 100% plant-based? Eggs. that was a simple question answer (laughs) and would you rather date a carnivore or a vegan uh oh that's so hard I've actually been faced with this where like on their profile they say I'm like a plant-based and some people say it all like they say keto and I'm kind of turned I'm like we're it's not gonna work like I eat carbs (laughs) like this isn't gonna work so I'm I'm really turned off on that but I would say pretty even because like I value, I would, I would maybe find it hard. I think actually I would have to answer. I would more likely date a plant-based person than purely carnivore. Cause you know, like some people are a carnivore diet. 
Like I can't imagine dating somebody who was on the carnivore diet and all they ate was meat. When I value plants so much, I would, I think we would have some, yeah, there would be issues. Lots of issues. (laughs) (laughs) Plus you'd probably have like a pig spit in your backyard and (laughs) yeah and so many liver uh supporting Mm. and uh enzymes uh and supplements they would need right yes yes for sure (laughs) all right you ready for mine i am if you had to estimate how many different plants different do you eat in a day oh my gosh uh when i'm not fasting (laughs) yeah not a day probably about 15 amazing and you know why I asked that is because my beginner clients we start like with like you know I want to see like two to three different vegetables or pieces of produce in your diet and then like benchmarks you know so I love when I when I give someone the marker of like can you eat five to six different pieces of produce in your day it's it seems so easy to me yeah like so not 15 that's awesome but uh, I would probably be able to up that to about 40 because of my red juice and my oh, green juice. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Wow. That's impressive. What's one vegan food you will never touch? Uh, soy. I'm not going near soy anymore. Um, yeah, you that, and soy do not get along. No, we do not. Not <laughs> friends. What's your favorite plant-based meal to make? Um, obviously not pumpkin curry so (laughs) to make or to eat because it's different to make well curry is easy to make so I I like it but it's not my favorite to eat so my favorite to eat would be veggie burgers oh but But those are not my favorite to make no they're not my favorite (laughs) to make yeah and so I haven't had it lately yeah and What's your favorite individual powerful plant? Oh, I'm going to say chlorella. Ooh, good one. And what's your least favorite plant? I don't touch. And probably the only vegetable I don't touch is green peppers. I don't really like green peppers either. I don't. I feel bad because I feel like they're like, I'm leaving them out because I, I, I ever eat buy green peppers. No, That's true. no. <laughs> do they even still exist? They do. <laughs> wow. I wait for them you know, to you turn. You can buy those packages of peppers and it's usually all red or it's usually orange, red, you know, and but never green. They never slide green in there. Yeah, I, I do. I feel that. bad for them, but I like, know. I just can't do it. It's you know, mine, mine's like eggplant. And the only time oh. I ever remember when you heard that I didn't like eggplant, this was when we lived in Alberta, both of us. Yeah. And you invited me over for dinner. And you, you remember that time you went through this mission of asking everyone what they didn't like, and then you would cook that for dinner and invite them 100%. over. I still do that. <laughs> I do that for the kids in the neighborhood, by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, you I said eggplant and you made this delicious eggplant. Um, but I couldn't mimic it. Uh, it was, you know, bread, it was bread. It was some gluten-free, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it looked like a lot of work. And so still to this day, I, I can't find, I can't really find a good eggplant recipe that I enjoy cooking and eating. Mike doesn't like it either, but he doesn't know he eats it quite often. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah <laughs> that happens a lot in our house yeah let's let's dive into why why we need to eat more plants because this is not honed in enough uh like this was not like this episode I made so many points it was just like easy bling 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 right yes so let's just start with the obvious they're nutrient dense you got phytonutrients you got micronutrients you have energy that they are grown in the soil and they soak that up the sun comes down they soak that up I mean like what else could you want really right it seems pretty obvious to me. It seems. But I will say that we need to eat more of them, which I know you're a big advocate of this because people will often say like, bye, my grandmother, you know, we talk about like history and ancestry and all of these things. And it's like, we had to always remember that our food quality has really declined. Our soil quality has really declined over time. And so the diversity of eating more and eating more different um, varieties is so important because that has changed. I know this is a big point for you. Yeah. Um, again, I am going to mention, and I've already mentioned this, the book called the end of food. Everyone should read this. It talks about the percentages, you know, those little nutrition facts that they have on packages of food. Well, if we had that on a tomato, 20 years ago versus a tomato these days, which I'm always curious about when you're doing macronutrients and you're taking a look at the micros within there that they have laid out. Yeah. I don't understand how they're getting those numbers. I don't know. That's a good, it's a good point because a potato, our grandma and our great grandma could sustain them vitamin a through the roof. Now fat quality in there has doubled sodium has tripled and that's because our soil is mm. bad so it's different depleted. it's so different. a tomato is not a tomato is not a tomato yeah so yeah, totally and like and from my angle too i you know people uh focus so much on macros because i i do focus on that a, a lot of course but the Um, notion of eating more plants is so tied into performance and body composition and we do not talk about it enough no 100 like amen amen sister (laughs) end of episode right there people (laughs) mic drop (laughs) and i mean you know one of the major benefits that i see especially given the work that i do is that they naturally have digestive enzymes in them. They naturally have enzymes that help you to break it down because the food is like so giving and loving. It's like, I'm going to help you absorb me. And filled with prebiotics and right. all these things people don't really understand. But then let's talk about the other angle. So we, you know, we think it's really obvious why we need to eat more, but what are some of the challenges with going fully plant-based because I want to really hone in on this. There's a difference between, you know, um, becoming more plant-based and being vegan, you know, and I want Mm -hmm. our audience to really know that because there are some challenges with becoming fully plant-based, whether that be vegetarian or vegan or what that looks like. What do you see as the biggest challenges? Oh, I did not have um, issues putting these down (laughs) either. You need more variety without a doubt. 
You cannot just eat the same thing every day and think you're going to survive or thrive or any of the above. You have to have a mixture of food all the time to make sure that you're getting your nutrients because it's depleted in several of them. And a lot of people, when they say, oh, well, I don't like how animals are treated. <laughs> I'm going to become vegan. They are just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to eat bread for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going towards grains and processed grains, like, yes. like, like bread um, and just pummeling in the soy is just not going to do you any good all around at all. Yeah. I, I should probably let you name a few too. Cause I literally have five more <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we have some overlap here. I mean, for me, I always want to understand why someone wants to be, I am a big advocate of, of everyone eating more plants. Like we just had our prelude, but there is a big difference between eating more plants and becoming fully plant-based. But I do support people that um, want that. I just want them to be fully educated on th- why they're doing that. Right. And if it's because they think, um, it's healthier for them or, you know, whatever, I want to make sure they have all of the information because, um, I think one of the pieces that we don't talk enough of is about quality meat, which you and I talk about this a lot is that, um, happy meat. <laughs> yeah. People will benefit more from becoming from focusing on that at least first right to make that transition when they're you know are you eating your your beef from walmart versus are you um accessing from your local farmer and at grass-fed animal and so there's a big difference there and so that's really a push that i try to um, encourage people to do and of course still support if they have their reasons or wants or maybe the body really likes i think again that that um that piece of customization or whatever of an individual that um, some people do good on plant-based and and some don't like my body is not i like legumes and beans but my body isn't isn't is a meat eater you know you look at my blood type you look at all of you know my body shape all of those things that it is matched towards that obviously the the challenge i same with you is that um people end up being what i call like dirty vegetarian or dirty vegan right where they it's not this you know they're they're still gravitating towards really processed really refined um they're not really addressing the grand scheme of things and um i obviously i see people struggle with the balance of macronutrients it takes a lot more planning it (laughs) takes you cannot you cannot wing no. being fully plant-based. Like no. people that are omnivores can can wing it. They can go through their day and they can make choices and they can come out with some pretty decent balance if you're really um, educated and you have the tools to understand what balanced means for you. But when it comes to being um, plant-based, you need to plan ahead. Hands down, you need prep, you need meal plan. Because you, like you say, you have to have that diversity if you want to be hitting your protein levels and you yes. don't want to be having like a, a ton a of carbs that go with it omega-6 intake like I see people with huge omega-6 intake when they become fully plant-based and it's just like these refined because it's just refined carbohydrates right and and sorry I'm going to interrupt you for a second there so for those that don't know yes thank because you. people will say oh well they're omega they're good fats 
if you have too much omega-6 versus three, it becomes pro-inflammatory. So it's inflammation creating inflammation in the body. You need more threes than sixes always. Yeah. Yeah. And then that balance gets out, out of whack and I see people super inflamed. Yeah. Right. And it's so counterintuitive what, what they, that's why I like to dig deep on why you want to do this first and mm -hmm. where's your diet at now, because I think it's counter to what people assume is going to happen. Yeah. They're going to be healthier yeah. is what they think, you know, and it doesn't always, it's not always like that. No. What are, I, other, what are, what are some other things you have done there? What did I miss? Um, well, okay. Needs more variety. We talked about can be heavy in grains and soy and meat like products. Okay. We're just going to stop there 30. because, yeah. <laughs> because there, there is never going to be something that mimics a natural animal that is good for you. Period. Yeah. Okay, not period. even need to get into like nine different amino acids. Like we're we don't not, even need to. It's just like, yeah, we're not going beyond meat. We're not going yeah. meat, cheese, schmeeze, all of this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We don't even need to go there. It takes way more time to prepare. Just like you said, mm. the accessibility of fresh produce is not always available for people. Hello. Right? We live in Canada. Too. Yes. Like, yeah. So the variety of things yeah. and this is going to be hard for some people to like grasp. It can be more toxic because if you think about it, there's more pesticides and glyphosate, those types of things on a plant material, whereas an animal might ingest it, but they have a filter. And if you're not eating that filter, then it's filtered to some degree. The plants don't necessarily filter that out. It sits on them. And so you're getting a little bit more chemicals, those types of chemicals on there. So yeah. it can't, so being organic is pretty important if you're eating a lot of it. Yeah, right. Because you're right. going to get and more then, exposure. So, finance, so then lots of people move to plant-based to be more financially oh viable. Then it it's not necessarily, no. because it also takes, you eat a lot. Like when I eat plant-based, I eat more, right? Yes. Volume of foods. And then yeah. I'm going into grocery all the time yeah. versus that, that good quality meat. I don't need to eat a huge amount of it. Yeah. And it's yeah. satisfying and filling for me. And some people look at like, it's funny. I did this, um, Last week, we went to um, create a food box for to support uh, the truckers. We have some um, people that we support and send food out every week. And I hadn't been in a conventional like grocery store meat section for a long period of time because we have a meat man is what we call it. OK, <laughs> and the meat man, we have an egg woman, meat man, dairy place separate it and we know them very well in the quality i was uh, blown. and not to be mistaken there can be meat ladies there can be meat ladies men. and egg men gen general yes. neutral here or right? there can be a. like not identifying as <laughs> yes. anything just humans <laughs> just, yes. okay we want to be so, clear here yes the inclusivity <laughs> i was shocked at the price of conventional meat today it's really? almost exactly the same price as the free range stuff I get. I'm wow. not shitting you. And it was half the size. It was not the quality. It was like pale pink. I'm like, that is not normal. I and normal. injected with water to probably be exactly. bigger, which we Heavier. see a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, um, you know, that is very different. And so you've heard me say my friendly bacon, my happy, this, my blah, blah, blah. And it's because there it's very different. It's mm. very, very, very different. And so, you know, I'm going a little bit off topic, but, um, let's, before we head out, cause I have to stop talking about food on fast. <laughs> How can we get more plant-based in a easy, accessible way? Yeah, Where to because start? we started with why it's beneficial to eat plants. And then we went into the challenge of being completely plant-based, but then yes. it's important for everyone to continue to push eating more plants. Because sure. when we say more plants, I want to encourage people that it's more diverse plants. Because if I see one more person track the same bloody mushrooms, tomatoes, broccoli. and broccoli uh, day in and day out, and then, and I say, get in some, I stop saying get in dark leafy greens, because then they would just go and get spinach. And yeah. I'm like, there is more to life than iceberg lettuce and spinach, believe it or not. There is <laughs> you know, dandelion greens and Swiss char and like, please people like you, there's so many shades out there, right? So um, it is important that we, when we say we want to push more plants, it's more diverse plants. It's not eating celery weekend and week out. Yeah. So slow is always better in my world. Um, you don't want to go from eating um, all, you know, meat based and not a ton of color in your diet to eating fully plant-based. We, you and I see eye to eye like that. I'm, uh, and we, as we just talked about, I encourage people to go with um, better quality meats in their diet first and making slow transitions with adding in more colors, having goals where it's maybe as a family, we're going to eat one plant-based meal, you know, dinner a week, or I'm going to start with, you know, something easy, like, like breakfasts are easier to be more plant-based for some people or those sort of things. Um, and just adding in more plants to your meat-based meals first. Mm -hmm. And really just, I want to reiterate the importance of tracking your biofeedback, which is big in my world where you just need to understand that we're not all the same. Some people do perfectly fine on, you know, 75% plant-based and others do not. And it's yeah. important that you understand just because your friend is, you know, 95% plant-based doesn't mean that you can start eating legumes and beans every single meal and you will digestively be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so or you never, sound like a symphony. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so really listen to your body and become very aware in that process. Awesome. You? I have, I have a lot of the same. So similar start with just like one day a week. Okay. Mondays are going to be like meatless Mondays is what they used to say. Right. Um, two, change the portions of your plants, to your animals on your plate. And so that portion of that meat is the, the steak is not half of the plate. And then you have potatoes with the other like three quarters of that. And then a little thing of broccoli try new things. So think about a new piece of produce every single week and start preparing it in different ways. Mm. You know, even just the other day I have that I had, um, baby cucumbers and I sliced them in half lengthwise mm. and I wasn't, they were super bitter. And I was like, Oh, maybe I should just take off the skin. Cause I don't love the skin. And then I just cut that into quarters and then there was less of that bitterness, more of that sweetness. And I totally love them. So 
we can't write something off as don't liking them other than green peppers. Cause come on. Um, <laughs> until we try multiple different ways. And this is how I used to work with kids on food exploration. It's like, no, you don't hate tomatoes because you eat salsa and you eat spaghetti sauce. You just don't like tomatoes this way. Yeah. Right. And then get inspired, like grab a cookbook and take a look at the, some blogs out there. You'll be surprised and just keep an open mind. Like when you come to my house and I'm like, I'm not telling you what you're eating, just eat it. And then I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. I Love didn't, we- I didn't invite everyone over. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could talk plants like for hours, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just plants alone. Hey, can we get mom on a podcast soon? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Except technology-wise, is going She'd to be, have to be in your right closet me, with you. In my closet, I'll have to make space for a second person in my closet. Yeah, and then maybe chase in one day. That's a great idea. And Love we'll get it. Mike in here too. All right, thanks for the plant talk. Thanks. Peace, Peace. out. Grab your plants. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Forking Healthy podcast. If you want to stay up to date on future podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. In order for us to get into more ear holes, we would love for you to take a moment to share this episode or leave us a review. That's it for now. Fork and rights.